a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company. Story Connect, the podcast, helping communicators discover ideas to shape their stories and connect with their customers. What can improv teach communicators about storytelling? That's what we'll be talking about on this episode of Story Connect, the podcast. I'm your host, Andy Johns with Word South, and I'm joined today by a special guest we've got here, Jim Carwish. He is the host of the Improv in Action podcast. He's also a narrative coach and a communications consultant working with Crowdfiber. Jim, thank you for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you. We are recording this episode uh, here at the Crowdfiber Open Conference in Lake Lanier, Georgia. So as I usually say with the live recordings, um, it's not background noise, it's ambiance. Mm, so, absolutely. Uh, yeah, that sounds, sounds a little bit better. Um, so Jim uh, gave a presentation this morning. Uh, he was part of the improv group that uh, provided entertainment last night, which was excellent. Um, but uh, today you talked a lot about uh, storytelling and kind of how it applies to marketers and communications. So I guess just a little, a little background on yourself, if you don't mind. How does, how does somebody wind up doing improv but also being communications consultant? How does it work together? Sure. So I was uh, a theater major in college. Uh, had a big interest in improvisation, but because my degree had a lot to do with communication, our, our department was the communications department. So in order to, uh, in order to get my full degree, uh, I wasn't just a theater major. I had to under, I had to be taught radio, television, film, all those types of things. And so I got really into my communications classes even more than I thought, uh, I would. And as I continued on in the business world, uh, I had I usually had a day job working in some sort of communications or sales. And in the evenings, I did improvisation and taught improvisation. And so those two have just kind of followed along with one another throughout my life. That makes a lot of sense when you, know, when you talk about it that way. And, and obviously, there's a lot of talent on, on both sides there for you. The, the main thing that you covered this morning, uh, or the main takeaway for me, the storytelling spine um, was the main topic. So go ahead and explain a little bit to us first about what the storytelling spine is, and then we can get into how it applies to marketers. Sure, yeah. So, so story spine has been around a long time. It was originally used long, long time ago by some of the first improvisers uh, as a way of showing what was actually the most important part of the story so that it didn't get, nothing, nothing really valuable got left out. Um, so it wasn't intended to be us story in and of itself. It was an intended to kind of be the spine, kind of like the spine of a person, and then you build the body out from there. So are you really uh, paying attention to the important factors that will help a person to orient on your story? Will they be able to identify with your story? Will they be able to understand um, the why behind your story? And so the 45 minutes that we spent uh, this morning really honed in on why. And so within Story Spine, uh, there is there are three because. Um, there are three action statements that lead one to the next. So sure. something... And, yeah, yeah let's ahead. start at the top. Just uh, yeah. once upon a time. Sure, once upon a time. Is the first line. Uh, is the very, very first and line. And this was so. on the, the slides as mm-hmm. bullet points. It was yeah. once upon a time was the top line. Yeah. Um, then after that, you had every, every day. day. Go yeah. ahead. And then, uh, so, so once upon a time starts out at the top with just the introduction to the story to get you oriented. Sure. Every day gives you a baseline. This is what the, this is what things were before the change. This is what things were before, um, the powerful action happens in the story. Uh, the twist or the turn happens on the next line with, but one day. So, but one day something happens. And because of that happening, 
because of that choice, that action, whatever it is, uh, something else happens. And because of that, something else happens. And because of that, something else happens until finally this is our end result. And every day since then, here's our new way of living. So from the beginning of the story where we have our current way of living to our new way of living, or uh, I mean, this could be told as a way of this is what we hope will happen if we do this new business the right way. This could be told in past tense. This is what has uh, been true for us. This is how we got to today. All of these things. Got it. So I think I think what a lot of people like when you run through that in my mind, you know, it's it's the classic stories. It's the you know, a long time ago in a galaxy far away, yep. Darth Vader, Luke, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, or back you know, back on the Shire, the Hobbit, and then Gandalf shows up. You know, those yep. are the stories that, that come to mind when it, maybe just because it starts with Once Upon a Time. Yep. But as you outlined in the uh, your session today, it applies to companies and businesses as well. Absolutely. So when people are trying to uh, relate to a company or to a product. What they really want to understand is why it matters. Why does why does this matter to you? Why should it matter to me? Um, and and a lot of times when uh, people live in the old world of sales in our new world of relationships and storytelling, uh, they'll still be tr- certain people. You can see they're still just trying to push a product, and so they'll push from what Simon Sinek calls the what. They'll say this is what I am uh, selling. You should buy it. Here's what it is. And eventually, if you push them hard enough, if you ask enough questions, you'll eventually get to the why they're doing it. But Simon Sinek's uh, golden circles are really great. He's he's known so much more than I am. Oh, yeah. So it's, pretty, great. E- it's pretty easy to, to relate uh, Story Spine and his golden circle back to start with your why. Why is this important? Why is this happening? Uh, why are you doing what you're doing? Right? Why do you believe in your company? Uh, what causes um, got you to where you are today? Did you know you were going to be uh, with a company the size that it is when you started? Did you know? Did you aim for this as a target, or is this just the result of a lot of happy accidents along the way? And people love stories; they really identify with uh, the the heroes of the stories. The other the other part, we didn't get to this as much today, but. Um, the other part is, who is the hero of the story? And sometimes uh, companies will make the mistake of making the company the hero. And they kind of disassociate a bit with the uh, potential client because the client is the hero. I think that's, a, story. I, that's a big point. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, had this been a two-hour talk today, we would have gone into um, the client is your hero, and that would have been the next uh the next part of things. But uh, if they're on a hero's journey, it's not them following the journey of a salesperson or of a company or of a brand. They're the, uh, if you want to go to the hero's journey, if there's a magician or a wise man along the way, that's the company. They're helping you along the way in your journey to make things better. Excellent. Well said. What are some things uh, that folks can do? I mean, obviously looking at the story spine, but if somebody's out there and wants to be a better storyteller, particularly mm-hmm. you know corporate storyteller or, or comp- you know business storyteller, what are some things um, you know aside from the story spine? that they can do to make themselves better storytellers? Well, the very first thing is, um, and I and when I work one-on-one uh, with people, the first thing I tell them is uh, the negative self-talk, you've got to stop. People will say things like, I'm not a good storyteller, and then they start to tell a story. Right. Right. So the very first thing is you've got to just accept the fact that you're a different type of storyteller. You have your own style. You should work from where you are and what you're capable of doing and build from there. But nobody's a terrible storyteller 
really, if you think back, unless you just are completely devoid of stories in your life, you know what makes a good story. You know what's interesting about a story. So chances are you're probably just getting nervous or locking up or not knowing what you should say. And so I usually just tell people, step one is stop the negative self-talk. Step two, um, try to orient the people enough so that they feel comfortable within the story that they're in. And if you start to tell a story and everybody looks really perplexed, if you just keep going, they're never going to orient. They're never going to come along in the story. So spend the time at the beginning making sure they understand who are the people involved in this story, where are we, just let them kind of orient themselves inside this world, and then let's go on an adventure together. Um, so when I see people start in the middle of the story, but they don't ever flesh out the who or the what and and people seem lost they get nervous and they call themselves a bad storyteller and they don't do it as much so and i would say like anything it takes practice you yes know? i mean there, there's nothing you know very few people are just naturally good at any, perfect at anything without mm-hmm. a lot of practice so yeah. i'd imagine that's that's a big component of it too so when you get into storytelling and particularly corporate storytelling or or you know company-wide storytelling in business is it something that you find um, folks struggle to kind of get buy-in from the company or the whole organization is? And are there some things that you've seen work really well to help folks who are who maybe are at this conference or at other conferences and hear the importance of storytelling, but then have to kind of take it back home to the office and, and explain why it's so important? Yeah. Uh, one of the great things about the conference that we're at right now is that these people are from all over the United States. Right. They all share one thing in common, and that's CrowdFiber. And, mm-hmm. and they all have these websites that are built um, with their own content on the structure of CrowdFiber software. So when they uh, go to the trouble of creating a well-made, well-told uh, website that has a good story on it, if they can find those examples from other companies and bring those back, uh, uh, just showing somebody else's success usually is all it takes for somebody to say, okay, wow, this is great. They have me wanting to opt in and they, they've got me with this form. I want to fill it out now. I want to be involved in this. So the difference between um, letting orienting somebody on the website, getting them to understand why they're there, getting them to understand what it is that you provide, getting them to take action because they understand the why – that usually happens within the first few seconds of people visiting a website. And if they aren't hooked, if they aren't oriented, if they aren't being told a story that they want to keep reading, they usually just leave. Um, so I think just, just showing the success of other people that you've met at the conference, go back and look up their uh, websites, find great examples and bring a portfolio of great websites uh, as a start or great copy text or great um you know, um, if they've got great visuals that tell a story and bring people along, bring those along with you. Bring ammunition. And I think that's important what you touched on there is that you, you tell a story, you know, when we think about telling stories, you may think about it as, you know, at a presentation like this or around a campfire. Mm-hmm. But really, you're telling a story with just about everything that your customer sees. Yes. You, you know, how, however it's presented them on the website, there are a lot of different ways to tell a story. Yeah. And and uh, you're doing one of two things. With every element you add on your website, every element you add in your copy, you're either distracting them from the story you're trying to tell. 
you're disorienting them or you're orienting them. So if you uh, bring them in, you catch them, you get them going, but then between uh, the uh, landing on the page, reading the copy, and then actually taking action, you add so many elements that are distracting that you never get them to the point where they're ready to engage, then there's, you know, that's, that's not the storytelling that you want. You want the story to do its work, bring them in, get them to trust and get them to, to understand, and then take action. And then that leads to improvinaction.org, mm-hmm. which is the site, uh, or .com, I'm yeah, sorry, yeah, where, yeah. Um, where your podcast and your, some of your other materials are. Tell us a little bit about that. And I know we talked a little bit about improv at the beginning, but uh, with the podcast that you do, with the website, um, what are you guys all about? So uh, improvisational storytelling, even though I was a theater major in high school and college, improvisational storytelling has always been my favorite because there's an element of risk. There's an element of connectivity, and it, and it really mirrors the type of interactions that we have with people in the real world when when we have one of those interactions that's just amazing where you meet somebody for the first time and uh, you, you walk away from the conversation going, wow, that was really amazing. There's an energy to it. And improvisation manages to reach that energy, that relationship, that connectivity over and over again. And so it's a little bit like a drug. I mean, it's a little bit like, a, you know, you, you, see that. you, you get, um, you get this, this really strong connection with another person. You build something together. You feel amazing about it. And you're, um, you're always working together to build up and out, to move forward. And if you feel Fail, you're, you're failing forward. So um, since I'm so into story and I'm so into um, relationships and connectivity, uh, it, it only kind of makes sense that improv hasn't gone away from me over the years as I've gotten older. A lot of people, they just, you know, they get to a certain point in their lives and they're like, yeah, improv is what, it, you know, that was important to me before, but now I'm older. I've got kids. I'm not going to really pursue it anymore. There's no time for that. But for me, it stuck with me just because uh, that type of connectivity is so uh, valuable to me. And I think we could see that uh, those of us at the, the dinner last night with the, the entertainment, it was uh, you know it was great, funny time, and really got the audience into it, really interacted with uh, with the folks um, there. Well, that about wraps it up. Was there anything else that you wanted to get to, or, or anything else that you were hoping to distill into one uh, one thought here before we wrap up? Really, it's just about the why. It, do people understand your why? Do they understand the why of your department? If you're interdepartmental, do do people within your own company understand? your why as a department? Do they understand your why as an executive or your why as a company as a whole? Do they understand uh, your why as, as a human, uh, you know, uh, your family and your what, what drives you as a person? The more you understand each other's whys, each department's whys, each company's whys, the more connected you'll be, the easier to be to align yourself with them, share values and work together. And I think it's great that that applies not just in storytelling for your company, but personal life too. Yeah, so I think it's, it's a very well-rounded presentation. He is Jim Carwish. Thank you for joining me. Absolutely. Thank you. You can find Jim on uh, the Improv in Action podcast and improvinaction.com. He is the communication consultant working with Crowdfiber. We're here wrapping up. Uh, we've got several more podcasts to record here at the Crowdfiber Open Conference at uh, Lake Lanier. I'm your host, Andy Johns with Word South. And until we talk again, keep telling your story. You've been listening to Story Connect, the podcast a production of WordSouth, a content marketing company.